Hello and welcome to the weekend spread presented by DraftKings. Yes, folks, we have a sponsor now. I'm excited about it. And I got to say, what I'm more excited for, though, these week four picks, uh, it's been a crazy start to the season. Uh, I don't think I have any idea what's going on so far uh, with any of these teams. We, we have a neck-and-neck race in the standings. I'm up 15, uh, 15 wins. Everyone else is 15. Narrow as hell. Um, but Blake, what is going on with the college football year? I have absolutely no idea, but last week I finally took advantage of it. I told y'all Florida was going to cover. I know it wasn't the same way that we thought, but they covered, and it was because of the running quarterback, like I said. So listen to me when I go out on a limb like that. When I go counterculture to all three of you, I was right. I was right several times when I went counter to y'all last week. But They would have won if they had that guy, honestly. Yep, they would have won. They would have won. He was hurt. The slowest read option I've ever seen in my entire life. The mesh point lasting about 12 seconds. I don't know what the hell was going on there, but look, last weekend was awesome. We finally, like, the best teams are kind of just good now. So we might be in for a, finally, a different college football playoff besides Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, OU. And I would love that. I would love that. I mean, I would love it, except for the no OU part. That would depress me for sure. Ty, what is going on with this college football season? It's pretty drunk. It feels pretty pretty drunk right now. Do you think it's... Woo! Let me tell you what, Bobby. Let me tell you what. <laughs> There's only one champion of the weekend spread, and that's me. That's this guy right here. Okay, I know we're struggling, but I told you guys. I told you guys week one. I told you guys week two. I told you guys week three. It's going to be like this for the first three weeks. You never know. You don't know these teams. There's one guy that knows these teams, and that's me. Woo! There's only one. Cowboy hat wearing. Oh, my choking, God. Choking away the lead. Choking away oh, the lead. You had two wins last week. There's only one. Cowboy Fair. hat wearing. Cigar holding. Championship of the Schooner Pod Picks holding person, and that is me. And I will tell you what. I told you guys. You don't know these teams until week four. And here we are. It's time to turn it around. We're going to turn it around, and you guys are going to see. Roll the tapes back. You'll see. I've been telling you guys this was going to happen. Okay. Okay. I, I can't wait to see it. I, I love the Ric Flair vibes here. Uh, Jameson, starting to get a hold of these uh, these matchups? No. No. Um, there's nothing. I don't know why we're tooting our own horns. Blake comes in here firing. He picked crap last week. Ty picked crap last I week. I was over 500. Blake was good. Jameson. Blake was good. I was over 500. We okay. were all garbage. Well, we've me. all picked crap. Um, uh, some people's wild cards are pretty trash. Mine, okay, if I'm going to toot my own horn, um, I picked Texas, and that was the easiest cover of the freaking week. 26 points versus Rice was an abomination. They what was it, like 50 points that they won or something ridiculous. It was a slaughter fest. Yes. So that was easy. Um, so, you know, the tides have turned. And we have to talk a little bit. I know that um, some people are tired of hearing us about uh, Texas State. Um, but let's just say this to put this to rest is I know that I, I had a funeral for them last week. I, I know it was heartfelt and it was sad. And I said I was never going to pick Texas State again. But let me just say this. As I said that they were to be put to rest, they lost to Incarnate World. Plus, or Incarnate Word. Is it Incarnate Word or World? Incarnate Word. <laughs> well, I said World. Inc- I don't even know. It just has a little red bird logo. <laughs> so, so they lost to them. And I, I don't know 
what else we can do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I reached out to Blake about this at some point. I think it's time to bury our, our good friend Spoko, the Bobcat. You don't come back from losing to Incarnate Word, who I believe a couple years ago was like barely not even a real school. So that's that that is a a place you can't come back from. So Boko, I, I I'm sorry, y'all. It's it's time to time to time to put you down. It's time to put the the Bobcat down. You had a good run, but um, Boko. It's 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 your time. All right, let's just get into some picks. Let's start out with Notre Dame against Wisconsin at Soldier Field in Chicago. Wisconsin favored by six and a half. All lines on this show are provided by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, sign up at uh, DraftKings.com. Promo code TPPN. Uh, only valid in several states. Make sure to check el- eligibility to see if you apply. In Oklahoma, you don't. So just play Daily Fantasy. Anyways. Battery to side. Let's get into it. Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Both teams, I feel like, haven't been fantastic. Uh, Notre Dame skated by Toledo. It just hasn't looked incredible. Sure, they beat Purdue, but Purdue was without big drum, so you you can't blame them for faltering. Um, And Wisconsin, you know, a a tough week one loss to Penn State. Looks pretty good. Uh, Jameson, I'll let you start on this one. Uh, you, you think? Do you, do you think the Badgers are going to cover the spread? Do you think they're going to come back strong in, uh, in at Soldier Field? Here's my inclination. I was a little worried on Wisconsin Week One. Whenever they lost to Penn State, I was like, "Uh oh, this can be kind of sloppy." I didn't think Penn State was going to be as good as they are, and they and they shown to be legitimate. Um, even though Blake loves their quarterback so much, he's been playing good enough to make them a top one of the top teams in college football. Um, but yeah. I I like Notre Dame better, just to be completely honest. I know a lot of people are just buying in on that close Toledo game, but they handled, you know, Purdue last week, um, one by two touchdowns. And having six and a half points here, I understand this is at Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin plays very good at home. Um, I'm going to go Notre Dame plus six and a half. Okay. Fair, hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Ty, who do you got? All right. So we have Wisconsin, who defensively, statistically so far, has been – Tremendous. I mean, they're they're holding people to 33 rush yards a game on average. So, admittedly, you know, there are two games they played Emu that that one school called Emu, and then uh, somebody else. Eastern and, Michigan. Yeah, which they, which yeah, whatever, doesn't matter. Emu. Um, but I don't. I just don't. I maybe it's a a, a pass bias, and I, I'm very afraid now that I'm going to go neck and neck with Jameson here again. Uh, but I really have um, a feeling that we're getting a poor idea of Wisconsin and that Notre Dame is going to be able to keep it close here. So I, I'm going to take Notre Dame here in this one. Okay, two for the Irish. Blake, you got to make it three? No, sir. And look, I know last week they had a convincing win in the final score versus Purdue. But look, they were four for what was it, 4 for 17 last week in third down conversions? This Notre Dame team is bad, and they needed two game-winning drives in order to win their other two games. They are really, really, really bad. And this is, at first glance, I thought this game would be closer to a pick and whenever I see Wisconsin 6.5, that means Vegas knows something that we don't, and I'm taking those points with it, like, 
I'm immediately taking those points. It happened last week with West Virginia, Virginia Tech, where you think the ranked team is going to come in, at least get it to pick up, and it's not. And West Virginia is favored by a field goal. I think this is the same thing. Wisconsin looks really good versus a Penn State team that honestly could win the Big Ten this year with how Ohio State's playing. Played on close, and this Notre Dame team has shown me nothing on the offensive side of the ball that uh, that makes me want to pick them. And then nothing on the defensive side of the ball when they're getting outgained by Purdue. So give me Wisconsin the points. I just feel like I can't I can't bet on the stank Notre Dame team to even cover this, even though that's a lot of points. Blake, I, I'm absolutely with you on the Badgers here. Um, Notre Dame has not impressed me at all. At least Wisconsin has played a very good Penn State team down to the wire. Um, and, you know, that that is a loss that has kind of appreciated over time because, you know, on paper, you know, Penn State, uh, I, I, what, they only had, what, two wins last year? Uh, maybe not two wins. They, they, were, they were garbage is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so it looked like maybe that was a worse loss than it is. But, you know, Penn State, like you said, very good ball club. Uh, I think the uh, Wisconsin, ba- Wisconsin Badgers are going to come through, get a solid win here. Uh, it's going to be close. Don't like the six and a half line, but uh, I-, I don't know. I-, I like Wisconsin here. So moving on to our other big game in a neutral site, the Arkansas Razorbacks against Texas A&M. Aggies favored by five and a half points. Um, and I'll, I'll get this one started, as is the snake. Uh, and... This is this is tough. This is, um, I think, really tough. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to ride with the wave of Sam Pittman and the Hogs. Last last time we had an Arkansas team against a Texas team, uh, I took a bold risk, went with the Hogs to to get a big old win here. I haven't seen a lot out of AM yet. They haven't really played anyone yet. Um, but. Arkansas always, you know, tends to keep these games close. Uh, so, so give me the hogs and the points here. Like, I'm not buying in on the hog hype this year. And I know what the stats say. The stats say Arkansas is a really good football team. They're averaging about 43 points per game on offense. They have one of the best defenses statistically right now in the nation. I think they're holding opponents to about 25% on third downs and you like what you're seeing from both sides of the ball but look i'm gonna take the better coach team here that has been in bigger spots than this arkansas team this arkansas team's just kind of a flash in the pan i know zach calzada hasn't looked good for a&m he played a horrible game versus uh university of colorado but bounced back versus new mexico last week looked pretty good he's a little turnover happy which makes me worried but I just got to trust Jimbo here that this A&M team is for real. They've returned a lot of guys just besides their quarterback. So if they can get the ball moving on the ground, uh, I think A&M has a really good shot of covering here. I, I'm just not believing in Arkansas. They played really bad teams. I didn't really believe in this Texas team starting out this year. So I'm just going to take A&M just because I think 16 for Arkansas is a little overrated. Fair enough. Fair enough. Ty? Let me tell you what. I got – Two words for you here. Two words, one name. Soldier Boy. One hit wonder, just like this Arkansas team this year. Give me Texas A&M, easy five and a half. Fair enough. I love the Soldier Boy reference. Uh, Jameson, who do you got? Yeah, uh, that Texas game, uh, I need to see more. 
from Arkansas. And obviously this is a huge game, and I think this is a really tough line to pick. Um, Texas A&M losing Haynes King, their quarterback, to a micro fracture in his leg is tough. And like um, Blake saying, their backup, uh, he's kind of looked eh. And Texas A&M last week played versus New Mexico, but everyone looks good versus New Mexico. Um, so really, really tough line to pick. Um, but, Bobby, you compared – uh, a and I mean A and M just to another Texas school, but I'm sorry, they are not. They're not another Texas school. They're SEC Texas, man. Come on, give me sure. Texas A and M as SEC Texas trumps SEC Arkansas. It just means more, man. You're right. That's a good point. I did I did not take into account that it does indeed mean more. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, moving on, boys. Y'all want a suck bowl? We got ourselves a suck bowl here. Kansas at Duke. The Blue Devils favored by 16. Look, the Jayhawks have disappointed in their past two uh, games, uh, narrowly missing the cover against Coastal and getting absolutely shellacked uh, against Baylor last week. But the Dukies, not great, not great. Uh, so, Jameson, any chance this is finally the time KU gets their cover? I'm hurt. Um, I want to be a man of the bean. I, I love being a bean man. Bean man was not fun at the Baylor game. Did not look good. He played, you know, he, he ran around the field, threw for a touchdown, did what he needed to do, but it was a bad, bad ending. I can't, I don't know if I can be a bean man any longer. I'm going to have to pick Duke. But if bean does well, I might have to hop on again. But I, I'm going to be really sad I missed the train. I really want to be a bean man, but give me Duke. Oh, this That's, is so hard. This, this is, is so this is, hard. You've had to turn on. You've had to. You. This has been a tough season for you. You've had to turn on Boko, and you've had to turn on Bean, which is just tragic to watch. Uh, oh, Ty, who do you got? I think this one not Big Twelve play, so I'm not. I'm not obligated to go any weird uh, Kansas pick here. So I think uh, it's it. Duke has not been that great, especially when you really dig into their schedule and, and sort of look at the. Uh, Look at the stats. Look at who they've played and, and how they've outscored them and and uh, the different yardages and everything else. Duke has not really shown anything that impresses me, but it's Kansas. So I uh, I will gladly take Duke minus 16 right here. Woo! There you go. There you go. Mike, who do you got? I told y'all last week when the Bean Man had his career night and still couldn't cover, I say, don't back the Bean Man. And they got obliterated. And I am like, I'm so, like, when Bobby sent the slate, I was furious he included this game. This game sucks. It is it is close to Ohio Northwestern next week as being just, like, the worst game that you could possibly bet. But look, here's the analysis that you need to know. Duke is good-bad. Kansas is bad-bad. Give me good, bad over bad, bad. I don't care what the line is. I'm not betting on Kansas. They are so bad. Give me Duke. There's a saying in Texas. I I don't know if they uh, have a saying everywhere. Fool me one time, you know, shame on shame on me. Fool, fool me two times, just, just don't bet Kansas again. I look. I, I trusted in KU, and they let me down. No, no. I Bobby, Bobby botched, botched, botched the Bobby intentionally botched, the botched it. Say. We need, we need at least one person George on the bean. I, I botched the George Bush botch on purpose. I was trying to triple no, botch. No. I know. <laughs> I was going off the top of my head. I can't remember every no. botched president speech. Fool me, you can't get fooled again. I'm going Duke. No, that's 16. not the point oh, of the botch, Bobby. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> We're 
moving we on. Knew, we knew that that uh, was the part that you intentionally changed. I think I think we all got that. I, it doesn't matter. We're Guys, moving are on. Are we just going to gloss over that none of us picked the Bean Man? This yes. Hurts. Well, I did. I, I do want to point, point out that the only person that took offense that a Big 12 game was put on the slate is the only self-declared fan of the conference. Yeah, whatever happened to protecting the shield, Blake? They are, they are, they are, they have to win the rights to the shield right now. They're playing that bad. I, I'm highlighting every Big 12 game this week. That is protected the shield, man. I, I could, I could just be highlighting SEC games, but you I'm not. You gotta earn the shield, too. You gotta earn the shield. I, I'm still out here. I'm still out here fighting for that shield, even though we're moving. We're moving on to the next game, though. Iowa State at Baylor. Cyclones only favored by a measly touchdown. Um, and look, I know this line might seem like bait, but I'm going to take the bait anyways. I, I think Iowa State's a better t- a better team than they've showed at the start of the season. Uh, and I, I get that Baylor murdered, you know, poor Kansas and the Bean Man, but I, I, I think Iowa State bounces back in a big way and gets a win over Baylor, covers the seven-point spread. The, the, the line is too good to pass up. So give me the Cyclones minus seven. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I love how you waited for someone else to say anything and then just went in. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we wrong. know the we know the snake, so just like pop in whatever the the next person's done. So I've seen this game before, and it was called Iowa State. Versus Iowa. Look, oh, Baylor. Oh my God. Oh my Baylor's God. Not Iowa. Baylor to oh, Iowa. Oh, 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 it's my turn to talk. We'll snake around. That's why we do the snake. Okay, look, Baylor, very run heavy, very good at that. They're also very, very, very good at defense. The SB Plus right now has them as 11th in the nation at defense. I know they played absolutely nobody. They played nobody. (laughs) I will hand up. I know that. But look, I believe in Gary Bohannon. This guy is elite. What I've seen. (laughs) I thought he was just going to basically be a Wildcat quarterback this entire year. But what we saw against Kansas, this guy, whenever the pocket collapses, he's flinging darts like right on point. I I love I love this line. Give me Baylor plus seven. This team oh. is so stingy. Good defense, good run, and a quarterback that's just good enough to pass. I think we could see Baylor upset Iowa State this weekend. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna throw that out there into the ether. But wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, Ty, do you have a take hotter than that one? Or I don't even know if that's possible. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I do have a take hotter than that one, actually, uh, believe it or not, uh, because the weird thing about cold takes is they're not hot. So give me <laughs> Iowa State minus seven here. <laughs> I don't, I thought that was a bit for a second. I thought he was going to, but wait, not so fast or something. That was, that was crazy. Yeah, that was, I, I, I'm just left in, in awe in the wake of uh, that, that Blake rant there. I love it. Uh, Jameson, who do you got? So, Blake, tell me again about their defense. Defense. Very. <laughs> SMB plus. Shut your mouth, the dude. Nation. They gave up 20 points to Boko the Bobcat in Texas <laughs> you know, State. Hey, James Babadol <laughs> is a great offensive coach. They, they lost the incarnate word. They were putting up points, though. I didn't say defense, and they allowed they allowed too many points to Incarnate Word, but I believe. I believe. 
Gary, give me, I believe give me in Gary. I'm pretty about- sure that we talked so much trash on Gary at the beginning of the season. Um, this is we'll see, we'll see it. I can see this being a close game, but seven points. Come on, give me all that. The, the sentence they put up too many, or they they let Incarnate Word put up too many points on them might be one of the funniest things ever, Arnold, <laughs> like ever uttered on this on the show. This is incredible. They were- they were putting up the Bobcats were putting up points last week. It just they were allowing a little too many. That's all it was. That's fair enough. Fair enough. You know, you know that that vaunted uh, incarnate word offense. You know, <laughs> it'll trip you up. <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on to a battle in the Lone Star State. The Texas Tech Red Raiders travel to Austin to take on the Texas Longhorns. Horns favored by eight. Uh, Jameson, you were big on a Longhorn recovery last week against Rice. Uh, Casey Thompson once again starts against the Red Raiders. Do you think UT has another big win and another cover in them? Yeah, um, I like Texas, especially bouncing back. You just see you see them bounce back in games that really don't matter pretty well. Uh, Fifty-eight to zero versus Rice. I had to look that up with a twenty-six point spread. Um, easy, easy, easy. Um, but the real question is, how legitimate is Texas Tech? You know, they still haven't lost a game yet, but once again. They haven't played much. They played FIU, um, a team that lost to Boco um, in overtime. So, so Florida Boco. I, we got to stop talking about Boco. I talk about them way too much. I said I was going to lay them to rest. But they're they're dead. They're dead. Times. Don't speak ill of the um, dead, James. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Texas Tech is a team that, you know, they beat Houston pretty handily. Like, they're a competitive team. And I could absolutely see Texas Tech um, bouncing back and playing well behind Tyler Shaw, a quarterback that has been putting up numbers. The problem is it's in Austin, and I really don't want to pick Texas uh, whenever they've been playing well in Austin. So I'm going to go Texas minus eight. But if this was Texas Tech at Texas Tech and say it was like minus five, I'd be thinking Texas Tech. I'm not going to lie. Fair enough. Ty? Yeah. um, So when I look at this one, there are really two key things um, that I see here that, that really drive my decision. And that is right hand horns up, left hand horns up. Give me your, my, our favorite team on the podcast, the Texas Longhorns. This is uh, what we call in basketball a layup. Oh, God. That's almost as bad as the Je- – you guys know that Jeopardy um, scene where it's like they do the little intro, you know, they're like, and they go, and this person, and like the guy's like, Dribbling the ball and he passes the ball. You guys gotta tune in. If you if you listen to the podcast and don't have time to tune in live, I'm sorry, but please try to tune in sometime. Where I'm really trying to turn up the production value of uh, the podcast here live. <laughs> you're you're I, missing I out on the on the visual element, which is great. Well, Blake's got something visual for us. I saw you brought, brought up the marker. Show us what you got. Wait, this. Oh, I thought you were writing something down. Oh, or no, I do. I have my notes. I, oh, I, oh, I thought you had a cold <laughs> take alert for Ty and I. I was but, like, oh, no, no. no. But I will get the cold take alert right now because Texas Tech is going to come to the spread. And here's oh, why. Here's why. I know this is – I'm either going to live or die this week because Texas State – or Texas Tech, sorry. God, Texas State on the mind. Yep. Texas Tech, <laughs> the Poco on the mind. Texas Tech has played absolute garbage besides Houston. Like, absolute garbage. But look, they have a top 10 run defense in the nation. And the only way Texas is Who have being... they played? 
I told you they haven't played anybody. They played Houston, but still they played Houston plus a whole bunch of garbage and still have top 10, which is honestly this year, if you can stop an FCS team, that means something because it seems like all the big teams are having trouble with it. So I see them ninth best rush defense in America. This is not this is not your father's Texas Tech team. No, no, no. This is a defensive heavy team that can still carve you up through the air with Tyler Shaw. And Texas is so reliant on Bijan Robinson. And I just think Texas Tech is gonna try to take him out early, put Casey Thompson, I guess is still starting whoever they throw back there is gonna have to throw to win this game give me texas tech i want i think they're going to eliminate the one thing they do well and then they can easily cover the spread if not make this close fair enough and i I don't think this is going to be like an overwhelmingly convincing texas win but i think they do enough to get this cover here um that i I get it's rice rice is a historical texas you know whipping boy um I, I don't know if y'all know the historical significance behind that game. Uh, JFK once said, uh, when talking about landing on the moon, um, you know, why does Rice play Texas, you know, in t- terms of talking about ambition? Well, we've been to the moon allegedly six times. Rice has beaten Texas twice in that period oh of time. Oh, my God. Here we go. Anti-moon landing for, podcast. I was waiting for Bobby to botch another presidential quote. <laughs> I didn't botch this one. I did good at this one. Ask not what... With Texas that being said, Rice can do for you, but ask what. Ask you not. Ask, ask how fast oh it takes. To fit in ask rice. not what Texas minus eight can do for you. Ask what your wallet book can do for Texas minus eight. Give me the horns to cover eight points. I, I think they got this at home uh, against a very very subpar Texas Tech team. Uh, because here's the thing: they have good. Mo- Tech has had good moments, but they also beat Stephen F. Austin by six points. Uh, and that's just a team I can't really trust on the road. So give me the horns. I, minus I will eight. say I, I, there, there was one time uh, a, a pretty significant Texas, Texas tech game. And there was a, a wise man who predicted that tech would win and nobody believed him. And, and he, he had a great friend. He was a great friend with a coach, best of friends. Oh, okay. That's enough. That's enough. All right. Can I, can I I say one thing? Can you show the viewers, um, whoever's viewing, um, your uterus on your hat right now? Because I'm pretty damn sure you bet you just drew a uterus. What are you, some sort of medical doctor? That's a Texas (laughs) Longhorns thing. It's going off as soon as we get off this, but we can't stop talking about Texas apparently. I love how we brought this up because before we move on to the next pick, I gotta, I gotta ask everyone. So, Obviously, NFL season's going on. How's that, how's everyone doing so far, fantasy-wise? Pretty good, right? Well, look, if you're like Blake and you suck, I got I got something for you. Y'all got to hit up DraftKings Daily Fantasy because, look, <laughs> week, two, week two of football's in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and place a bet of $1 on any week three, or sorry, yeah, no, week two, sorry, week three game, and to receive $150 in free bets instantly. However, if Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, like Oklahoma, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. DraftKings is giving all new new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here's what y'all, y'all got to do. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN and receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That is promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. However, you must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, or if you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. So for all of my new, for all of our New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania customers, make sure to hit up DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't know what happened, guys. I just blacked out for the uh, for what, the what did I miss? Uh, for the listeners and the live listeners, if we have any, which I hope we don't. Especially, uh, we're not trying to do this to target the live listeners. Uh, Bobby's just too lazy to edit this in post, <laughs> so we've got to read the ads live. Apparently, <laughs> I was trying to make it sound natural, but it, I, I guess I didn't. I apologize. Uh, I loved it. Does, does me talking about fantasy sports betting, uh, you know, in other states, not not, not work? But okay. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're moving on to our next game. This is a great game that, for some reason, we've decided to bury on ESPN+. Plus. Number 25, Kansas State at Oklahoma State. The Cowboys favored, favored by six points. And, mm, look, I, I think K-State has done better than I thought they would without Skylar Thompson. I was really big on Nevada. Um, as was Blake, as was everyone on this, on this pod. But with that being said, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the buck has to stop someplace and the Boone Pickens crowd is probably just going to be a little bit too much. I, I, I think OSU is just good enough to get a win here at home. Um, I, 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 it's tough. Cause I think both of these teams are not nearly as good as they've looked at points. Um, I would not touch this with a 10 and a half foot pole, but give me Oklahoma state uh, and the six points. Blake. Nope. 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 OSU almost lost last week. I, I was berating people's phones at about midnight when this game was finishing up. And really this game, Boise state got screwed. They had a fumble six in the end zone, but the refs called it down or they called the play dead. We called it dab. Yeah, or they called it dead before they could even pick up the ball. And, like, it was an obvious fumble, but the refs obviously can't swallow the whistle a little bit. Screwed them. Oklahoma State obviously wins by one. But, look, there is nothing about this Oklahoma State squad. I don't care if – I don't care, Bobby, that they're in front of the Boone Pickens, the Boone Pickens crowd or whatever. They were struggling against Tulsa in front of that crowd. I have nothing good to say about this Oklahoma State team. And, look – I was really sad last week that Nevada just got crushed, especially by Will Howard, who I just don't believe is the real deal over at K-State. But the one thing they did do was they limited the run versus Nevada. They only had about 50 or less rushing yards last week and made Carson Strong throw and just limiting it just to that one. Carson Strong could only do so much. K-State was able to win handedly last week. Oklahoma State was so reliant on the run that they had a rusher go for, like, 250 yards. Like, K-State knows how to defend this team. They defended Nevada the exact same way. They're going to stop the run and force Spencer Sanders to throw. And I just don't think he's a good thrower. So give me K-State to cover this. And I think this might just be, like, I'm going to take this money line because I don't believe in I don't believe in OSU at all. They shouldn't have won last week. They barely beat Tulsa. 
They barely beat Missouri, Missouri State. This team just isn't that good. Hey, fair enough, fair enough. Ty? Here's, so here's the thing about this. Uh, I'll, I'll keep my comments specific to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State this year is three games into the season. They are 0-3 against the spread which I think a lot of people seem to take as an indicator of how the team is performing. But I think there's a whole lot of other people that that will agree with me here and have have thought of this long before I did. But when I look at against the spread, I'm looking at how well Vegas understands the teams and can pick the teams in their performance, specifically when it's a favorite. And Oklahoma State's a favorite here, and they have not been doing good against the spread. I mean, they beat – Montana State by seven points. They beat Tulsa by five points. They beat Boise by an point. So I really don't. I, I've traditionally been – I probably don't really recall how I've been on, on Kansas State, but I think that Kansas State plus six here uh, is the smart move if you had to make a move on this one, which, like Bobby said, I would not. But I'm seeing a lot of indicators that just no one really understands this Oklahoma State team. And uh, I just I wouldn't touch it, but I think uh, Kansas State plus six here for sure I'm comfortable with. Fair enough. I I think I understand this Oklahoma State team. I think Spencer Sanders is a horrible thrower, and the only way he got any yards is Tylen Wallace throwing moon balls, like I was talking about last week. Doesn't know how to throw the ball now that his guy Tylen Wallace is gone. He doesn't have any competent wide receivers. There's a reason he threw for 82 yards. Versus Boise State, 82 yards. He's going to make Will Howard look like a good quarterback. But I want to talk about Will Howard as a quarterback for a little bit because I've got a little funny. Um, so I was looking at this beforehand because this game has been interesting to me. And the over-under is like 46 or something, something ridiculously um, small. So, But let's talk about Will Howard's game last week versus Nevada. Um, so in the first minute of that game, the first minute of that game, he threw – a hold up, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull it up. It was like a 60. Oh, this is bad podcasting. He so threw a 68 yard touchdown in the first drive. That's so he got 68 yards and a touchdown. For the rest of the game, after the first minute, he only threw for 55 yards and zero touchdowns. Will Howard. So this is just going to be a miserable quarterbacking game. People trying to stop the run. No points, so I'm going to take the plus six because I just think it's just going to be extremely low scoring, not a lot of points, and I don't know who's going to score more. I, I think we can all agree, hammer the under. If you're going to have any bet, hammer the under. Can I can I point out real quick uh, a fun a fun fact? So what Jameson just mentioned was Oklahoma State's starting quarterback, Spencer Sanders, who has started in two games this season. He missed their season opener uh, because of COVID protocols. Their backup quarterback, uh, I think his name is Shane. Shane Shane Ellingsworth is still their leading quarterback (laughs) by yards and everything else this season, uh, based on that atrocious win against Montana State, I guess. But that kind of shows you just the state that this Oklahoma State team is at, that a guy that played one game and is their backup is still leading their technically starting quarterback statistically as we roll through. So more evidence, I think, for not to touch this game at all. Fair enough. I I don't like it at all. But here's a game I do like a little bit. SMU at TCU, the battle for the iron skillet. 
Frogs favored by 10. Last time out, uh, SMU won on uh, on the hollowed grounds of Amonji Carter Stadium. Uh, massive upset. I, I believe I loaded up on TCU, lost my ass entirely. Uh, so this game, this game kind of kind of brings back some bad feelings, but um, I don't know. I don't know how. Jameson, I'll let you start us out. How do you feel about the frogs against SMU here? I want to pick the push. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, this is this is a tough one. Um, SMU, their offense has been electric. You know, Mordecai is far and away statistically the best quarterback in the nation right now. Statistically, statistically, all you OU Gooners don't say we should have kept Mordecai. He would have been third string on this team, so quit and sit down. Um, but, uh, you know, they're playing really well, and, like, Mordecai has fit into that offense. I understand they struggled last week, and they had to kind of round it out. Um, but this is a rivalry game, and with TCU coming off an off week, and I'm, um, you know – there's been a couple of identity things in kind of TCU's offense that Blake has spoke to where they still are trying to figure out what is their, you know, cornerstone. What do they lean on? Do they lean on the run game? Do they lean on the passing game? Give Zach Evans the ball more. I'm going to pick the points in plus 10 SMU here, but I think it's going to be a close game. Um, and I still like TCU to win. Fair enough. Ty, who do you got? Um, mostly what I have is just severe regrets. Because when, like, five minutes before the podcast started, when I was doing my research, I realized that I missed last week when SMU played Louisiana Tech, and we had an absolute, well, it was 39 to 37, an absolute buzzer beater quarterback battle between Tanner Mordecai and Austin Kendall. So sad. I, I cannot believe that we did not mention or cover that on the podcast. That's an absolute failure. Uh, for us as an OU podcast. Um, with all that being said, SMU has been really showing out this year for SMU, undefeated in the state of Texas, uh, which is important. But I gotta go. I gotta go with what I know, uh, and you know the devil you know, and I gotta take TCU minus ten here. But personally, I'm not confident in this uh, whatsoever. Mostly, I'm just. So sad that we completely missed out the content of, of that quarterback battle last week. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Blake, your frogs minus ten. They let you down uh, on on a minus ten line already this season um, in the Cheez It Bowl rematch. Got the win, but they didn't get the cover. Are you are you nervous about the frogs being able to cover this ten point spread against SMU? I'm not nervous against SMU. Like, I'm worried about Big 12 play, but not worried against SMU. Like, let's just start with that team first. Like, sure, they put up a lot of points, but if you're allowing 30-plus points to Louisiana Tech, that's embarrassing. Like, Louisiana Tech, like I said last week, bottom, they're in the bottom, like, 100 to 125. That's where Louisiana Tech is ranking right now. They are that bad. They're not good whatsoever, and this SMU defense can't stop crap. They can't whatsoever, and look, like, SMU is so desperately trying to make this a rivalry still. They are so desperately after last time. They A lot of their players have been trying to take shots at us this week, saying we were too scared to play last year, even though our team got wiped out with COVID the time we were supposed to play them, tried to reschedule it for the end of the season, and we never got a response from them. So, like... They were obviously, like, they were on the threat of not making a bowl last year, and if they would have played us, they would have lost. 
They took advantage the one year to beat us when we were starting freaking Alex Delton at one point. Alex Delton and and Max Duggan were in a quarterback battle. So it wasn't our brightest of moments, but there's a lot to like about this TCU team in this matchup. Uh, first, Zach Evans. Zach Evans is just a beast, and Duggan has looked not good this year. Like, the Cal game was staggering about the man trying to throw a pass longer than 10 yards. It's it's hit or miss, and that scares me. But that scares me versus Big 12 play, not a small school like SMU, no defense. If we get into dire straits early on, we're just going to hand it off to Zach Evans, let him do his thing, let him eat, because that's what he has been doing. That's what he did against a good Cal team, a good Cal defense. And there's rumors that we're missing two of our best defenders that haven't played this year, Noah Daniels and uh, Kari Coleman. Uh, one's defensive end, one's a cornerback. Still haven't played this year, but rumored they could get some playing time this game. I like the fact that they're coming back because TCU looked bad against the deep threat versus Cal. I'm not going to lie. they Cal, in the first like five minutes, was just dumping it over us. They were just throwing 30-yard bombs, and that's what SMU likes to do. But that's all we got to take away. We just got to play back, let Tra- Tan- or Trevor Morgan, Tanner Mordecai, make him actually make good throws against a good defense, which I just don't think is going to happen. I think 10 points is an easy cover. I think this is going to be a blowout. They need to stop talking crap because we're just going to wipe them off the face of the planet this weekend. There you go. Uh, Look, I'm a little skittish about the line, um, but at the same time, I feel like TCU on paper is a better team. Uh, If Gary is actually, you know, a smart person and runs Zach Evans, that's going to be absolutely crucial. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think they just have more fire, firepower than an SMU team that, that struggled to beat, you know, as Blake said, a, a very bad LaTeX team. Um, they were down, and, they were either down or up by one versus UNT at halftime. Like, yeah. They've been struggling against these bad teams. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Mordecai's putting up numbers, but that they, they don't scare me enough to really think that, that they're, they're going to seriously win this game or, um, uh, I mean, they might keep it within 10. It's a rivalry game, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go Frogs minus 10. Don't feel great about it. It's just a little skittish still. But at the same time, that is the right pick to go with. So give me the Frogs. Uh, moving on to the game that everybody's going to be watching. Well, it actually is this time. It's primetime on ABC under the lights at Memorial Stadium. West Virginia at number four, Oklahoma. Sooners favored by 16 and a half. This line has slid down all the way from 19. Uh, it's been bouncing around. I believe last time I had seen it uh, before we locked in um, the spread, it had maybe bounced up to 17 even. So interesting line. Obviously a lot of people are loading, a, are, are fading OU for good reason. They have not been great against the spread this season at all. Uh, but I think this week it changes and I know I've, gone with OU against the, or, uh, against the spread each time, but I, I feel like 16 and a half is a number I feel comfortable with uh, against this West Virginia team. Uh, the Mountaineers, pretty sound on defense, but at the same time, I, I feel like they should have lost last week if you actually look at the tail of the tape. Uh, Virginia Tech absolutely shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. Three goal line opportunities blown. Um, either missed field goal or two turnovers on downs as well. Um, and in, in general, I don't, I don't think Letty Brown is as good as people think he is. Yeah, he had 160 yards, but 80 of them were off one run. So I'm 
a little iffy on West Virginia. Uh, they they have not played a complete game yet. They they just kind of start fast and then burn out at the end. Uh, that being said, neither is OU. So this is an opportunity for OU to play probably their toughest opponent yet, uh, which isn't saying a ton. But I, I think they go out, correct some things, and get the easy, uh, nice, comfortable 17-point cover. Um, but, you know, we've been wrong before. <laughs> uh, that is a understatement. Like, so this is just going to be my protest pick, and I'm going West Virginia. OU is just, it's a complete botch job right now. Your first, like, my whole thing is you're still starting Spencer Rattler when you've got a guy on the bench that is more experienced that OU says they want to win championships, but it's more like they want to play it safe, win the Big 12 championship, make it to the playoff, lose first round, get that check. They're not, Spencer Rattler is not going to win a championship. And it is staggering. It is staggering what I've seen this year and how he has really not taken a step at all, that he's still making the same mistakes that he was at the early, at the beginning of the last season. And really the only thing that has changed is that OU is winning these close games instead of losing them. So I hate Spencer Radler. I, they need to do the handoff play. Every time you'll hand it off, you get five yards. Both both backs last week are average five yards a run, yet – Lincoln Riley thinks it's smart to give it in the hands of Spencer Rattler and try to do something. I just don't – I don't get it. They're not doing any downfield passes. They're playing a really conservative play uh, play calling, which just doesn't make sense for Lincoln Riley offense when OU has been dominating the Big 12 by throwing it deep. But I like West Virginia enough. The defense is good. Uh, they held Virginia Tech last week to around 300 yards. They had six sacks last week, 13 t- uh, tackles for a loss. This defense is really, really good, and I think has an opportunity to take an OU team that has no identity on offense right now. Give me West Virginia. I just It's a protest. I can't support Rattler and Riley right now. Gone. Fair enough. Making- Fair enough. Blake is disgusted. Uh, moving on, Ty, who do you got? So I – Here's the only reliable pick that I have, and this might just be – I might get laughed off the podcast here uh, when I say it because it maybe has already been announced or not announced. The only reliable pick I have here is that I'm expecting red bring the wood jerseys from OU. Traditionally, we have very frequently worn them against West Virginia, and we got a night kick here. So if you guys can find like a futures bet or something – uh, unless this has already been announced, um, I would definitely go jump on that and throw some money that we're going to wear, bring the wood jerseys. Um, other than that, I don't, I, I cannot describe how much this Oklahoma team has been underperforming, especially considering the the preseason expectations that I, I do want to mention. Not just this podcast had, but uh, almost everyone. I, I mean, it's nobody wanted to sort of jinx it, but you go back to the preseason and. Everyone in the sports world was uh, predicting a very different Oklahoma team. I know we're we're rolling into this undefeated, our first conference game, but this is a tough one because I I almost feel like fading OU is is the smart pick at this point. Um, but I feel like maybe we turn it around in conference play. So I, a game time decision as I make this, but I'm gonna say. I, I got to go with, with OU, although I hate it. I think I'm just automatically giving myself a, a loss in the 
the win column here for uh, for the picks record, but I got a ride with OU rolling into Big 12 play because we do own the Big 12. So hopefully, but uh, I, yeah, I I wouldn't I don't disagree with any of the specifics that Blake said, and nothing would surprise me here. Fair enough, Jameson. Yeah, I understand why we would be apprehensive and um, not covering the spread, but um, Vegas understands that, and they are adapting the line because we have not been showing up versus modern opponents, and the only time we cover the spread is versus a team that was incompetent. Um, so Vegas is adapting to that. 16.5 is def- definitely low to where if we would have just stood pat and we would have pushed for the rest of the year, um, but still looked ugly by the eye test, this would not be 16 and a half. Let's talk about West Virginia. We hinted on it in the last pod. Um, I just like how this team sets up um, against OU strengths. We saw very clearly that West Virginia um, strength is a running game. I understand Lady Brown had the long run, but you know their offense goes through him. Jared Dagey has not looked good this year. He's not that good of a quarterback, and he's a guy that if he continues to play like this is a bench candidate. And our cornerbacks and our safeties are our weakest point of our defense. If you're going against Jarrett Dagey, that makes me feel a little bit better. Our rush defense has been very good. We've been holding running backs to pretty decent numbers, and I feel good about um, holding Letty Brown if it needs to be. I understand Jalen Redmond just went down with an injury. Just as a quick aside, has a meniscus tear. Um, they said it's only going to be a you know a three or four week thing. That looks like they're just going to go in, clear up some some meniscus, or maybe not even clear up anything at all, and just get them back to form with some physical therapy. But we have plenty of depth on that defensive line. Josh Ellison will step right in. I think we've set up perfectly from them on the defensive point where we should cover the sixteen and a half point spread, and I feel pretty good about it. Fair enough. Yeah, I I feel like the sixteen and a half line is just kind of nice. It's right there. Uh, it's not too overwhelming um, to pick for sure. All right, let's move on to our favorite pick of the week, the wild card, where we just kind of pick whatever we want. Jameson, I'll let you kick it off as the snake goes. Who do you got? Yeah, um, I've said this in a couple of past ones where I've gone through and I'm like, let's just scroll. I, I want to find a new team to hop on to. It's just fun. It's just fun whenever you have. You seem um, like the kiss of death, Jameson. Every time you hop on a team, they immediately go to crap. Like, if we're going to be honest here. Oh, and and it and it's sad like that. It really is. And But it's fun. It's fun along the way. That's it's why fun. I don't... You're like the Joker. You're like, it's fun to watch a team completely collapse. Ah. Because I decided to write them. That's what you're Okay. Really- I see, but here's the deal. Um, I could easily have hopped on being a bean man this week with the Kansas, but I, I've resisted temptation. You just like, the bean. The, the bean, bean is, is shriveled. The bean is the shriveled bean is ever since because, because of you. Of you. Okay, you, maybe you I killed did the beanstalk. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, maybe I did do that. Um, so I was scrolling through it, and I just can't find a team that I just love because I don't know enough about them. But then I was scrolling, and I found a bad team that we used to love and make fun of. And you know who that was? Yes. It was the Scrappy Dogs. The Scrappy Dogs of Georgia Tech. And look who they're playing. They're playing a team that we used to bet all the time in UNC. UNC is minus 12 and a half going into Scrappy Dog land of Georgia Tech. I feel like a lot of people are still having that primacy bias of UNC losing to Virginia Tech in a very, very hostile environment where um, it was very loud, one of the first games of the season, and they didn't show up. Let's not forget that Georgia Tech 
Um, I understand they played it close versus Clemson last week, but the way Clemson was playing, anyone would have played it close with them. Um, I think they're buying too much into that stock. I'm going to take UNC minus 12 and a half um, for my cover here, um, just because people are thinking that Georgia Tech was the reason they kept, Clemson kept it close. No, Clemson just has no offense, and DJ Ogulele is not that good, I guess. There you go. Not as fun. It's not. It's not a fun pick for me this week. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll get something brewing. I, I'm You're sorry. Kill I, my future. I have two big futures on them winning the ACC and then possibly making the playoff, which they really have to run the table. And Jameson decided to put the final nail in that coffin by choosing <laughs> Dang it, Jameson! Those were my biggest payouts for my future. Well, it's a tough look. That's that's why you uh, don't pack. Um, uh, Sammy Howell, I guess, but anyway, anyways, um, all right, Ty, who do you got? Right here, I have, for the listeners, <laughs> the live viewers can see, this is Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog, and he's got to go fast, and what we just heard from Blake was a confirmed hedge against his bets that he's placed. By trying to place blame on Jameson, <laughs> the Jameson, Jameson is somehow kills everything first. he talks about. That may or may not be true, but that doesn't make it not a hedge. Uh, with all that being said, I'm just trying to obfuscate here. I'm trying to muddy the waters and distract from the. I don't know if we can say this anymore because we have sponsors. The piece of shit move that I'm about to pull here by taking Clemson as my wild card pick. <laughs> Let me tell you guys what. Okay, first off, I have never picked Clemson, okay, as a wild card. Wrong. Ever. No, I have never picked them as a wild card. I pick them okay, when they okay. come up on the slate, and I've had to contractually because we have sponsors now. Okay. But let me tell you guys what. Clemson is rolling in to North Carolina, which Clemson is in South Carolina. Confusing by the name because it's not in the name. The line is 10. For Clemson, I understand Clemson has stumbled this year, okay? I understand they, they dropped it to a, a very good Georgia team in a, a tight game, but it's it's Clemson. I, okay, they stumbled against Georgia Tech as well, but those dogs are scrappy, okay? The Wolfpack of, of NC State is not scrappy dogs. They're malnourished junkyard dogs that probably have some sort of form of uh, scurvy or something because I don't think fruit grows very well. In uh, Durham, North Carolina, I believe NC State's in Durham. I don't know, uh, but let me tell you guys. Durham, what, my what preacher, you? Was, isn't that Duke? Well, uh, I don't. The they're all in the same the area. They're on. Yeah, they're on. They're in the triangle. Um. Uh, but yeah, Clemson minus ten. Maybe it's like recency bias. They've just been good. But I saw this line and I said, you know what? I'm not above it. I'm not I'm not that guy that's above taking a Clemson minus 10 against NC State. So give me Clemson minus 10 here. We're trying to recover the record, all right? We got championships to win. I don't need any sort of moral pandering here telling me I'm taking the low-hanging fruit. The low-hanging fruit wins championships, okay? Nick Saban doesn't go home and make these nuts jokes at his house <laughs> after blowing out a D2 team, okay? He doesn't. Because he wins championships and he makes D's nuts jokes. Those are the two things he does. Okay, I don't I don't make D's nuts jokes, but I win championships when it comes to the pick'em, and that's what we're doing here. And no analysis needed. It's Clemson. Okay. I, I uh, okay. leave the rest of my time to the rest of the podcast. I don't know how you end a 
a wild card pick. I've left everyone speechless <laughs> by the big baller, businessman, custom-fitted cowboy hat, head-to-toe, tailor-made. Woo! Let's go. There you go. <laughs> I just I don't even know what to say. You're right. Um, Blake, your wild Gosh. card pick of the week. Ty had me tempted just to take NC State because they're my scrappy dogs this year. I love NC State. I think they're going to get second in their division behind Clemson, but I'll refrain. I'll refrain just to give a different pick besides Clemson, but I think Ty's very wrong there. Let the record show that. But my pick, usually a G5 team. I got to go with UTSA plus three at Memphis. Memphis just had they were celebrating like they won the super bowl and they didn't win because it was a very obvious blunder that they went on but they won nonetheless celebrated like no other but look i think they're going to underestimate utsa sincere mccormick is the real deal he's going to be one of those guys that people aren't even going to know about this year they're probably going to know about next year whenever he's the second string quarterback on their on an NFL team, get some playing time first week, and he's the waiver wire ad from that first week that everybody's trying to add. This guy is legit. He's fast. He's good. The UTSA, there's a reason why I have a future out them on to win the CUSA. Like, this team is really good. They already beat Illinois this year. They showed they can go into a different environment. Probably Illinois is a harder road environment than Memphis. They don't fill the Liberty Bowl whatsoever. Give me UTSA. I'm going to take money line on this for sure. But like Mississippi State last week, bottom bottom 100 run defense. Or not Mississippi State, sorry. Memphis against Mississippi State, bottom 100 run defense. That's all you got to tell me. One of the best running backs in the nation just going to run all of its team. Give me UTSA. Yeah, I, I also really liked UTSA. They were on my list of scrappy dogs for our new scrappy dog contest. Blake, look for the y'all look forward that forward to that in the future. Just keep an eye out on Twitter and everything. Um, but I'm gonna. I know I said don't speak ill of the dead, but I am going to dig up Boko's body. What? And, oh, and, ta- and take a big old piss. How on dare it. you? I'm gonna take a big old piss on Boko. Because Eastern Michigan, <laughs> Eastern Michigan, Emu, Emu is only favored Emu. by six and a half against Boko. And you know what? I think Emu can beat a dead team by six and a half. Uh, so I, I'm I'm heavily locking Emu. They're gonna they're gonna knock down that uh, concrete wall and run out to their gray field. If it is in wherever Emu is, yes. Okay, yeah. Give me Emu. They're, they're, they're going to beat Boko. I, so that, that that's just too easy to not. To oh, not my God. Pick. There's nothing, so many emotions. personal, Bobby, but I just – I it it seems very plausible, and I hope that this just blows up in your face. Oh, <laughs> man, it so is. It, it very so much is. could, and it would just be the most amazing thing ever. Well, it would be too – Texas State just – Completely whiplashed and just blew out this team. It would be it'd be oh. two wild cards in a row, completely botched. I don't know how many of y'all were no, following. It's not about it's not about you. It's about it's about Boko. It's a, everyone's rooting for Boko now Boko because of this. Cool Do you not know how game. hard this was for me? Did you not see me trying to cope this episode? <laughs> uh, I, I, did, I didn't want to talk about Boko, but I brought him up four times. And here you go, and you have to pick him and, and, you're, and you're wild card, and you pick against him. And of I course. Go, oh, now all these old emotions are going on me. I want to pick Boko. 
I'm mad at Bobby. We How wanna dare you we wanna talk up about his grave? If we want to talk about thing. low-hanging fruit, that is the lowest hanging fruit of them thing. all. It is literally uh, buried in the ground. No. I'm a taxidermy boko, put him in my living room. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's, you guys up. don't no one realizes this, okay? And I'm gonna say this as the one that brought Boko to I was uh, what's it called? Patient number zero or something? The one that the I'm the one that I'm the one that ate the bat with Boko. Okay? <laughs> I ate the bat soup with Boko and spread it to this whole podcast. You guys don't understand, all right? Whether if if you've seen War Games, 1983, great movie. Okay, it's about it's about a, a global thermonuclear war. Okay, and Ferris Bueller is in it, and the message the message of the the movie is that when it comes to global thermonuclear war, much like Boko, the only way to win is not to play. It doesn't matter whether you pick for or against Boko. You're going to lose. There's no winning. There's no winning. Okay. Boko is a cruel mistress. Boko is like heroin. Okay. You don't, it's, you don't go in going, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get addicted to this for life, or I'm just going to do it once you lose either way. That's how Boko is. Boko is Globo Thermonuclear War. Okay, you got to do like Ferris Bueller and teach the computer not to play. There you go. Ty, I'm going to count that as, as, that as your final thoughts for this episode. Um, I ran out of thoughts about five minutes into the podcast. If you <laughs> <laughs> okay, Blake, your final thoughts for this week. Just trying to think, like, excited to have conference play back. This has been just an absolute. <laughs> this is an all time. Still, I'm just still mad about J- Jameson's damn little curse that he keeps <laughs> on. Like every team he decides to latch onto, I'm tired of the leech that they call Jameson. Like he's the uh, Eric Andre meme of him shooting the oh, guy no. in the chair and looking like, <laughs> like who did this? Like that is Jameson to every TV picks. Like. He knows his effect on teams, yet still picks them just out of spite of other people. So that, yeah, that's where I'm at. He, he just smites them. You know, it's it, it's it it is hilariously tragic. Uh, Jameson, your thoughts? Uh, what's that really cool T-shirt company that um, is releasing uh, Patagonia USC? Home field, <laughs> home field, home field apparel, no free ads. Uh. I'd be really, I'd buy 50 of Boko shirts now just that you dug, dug them up from the grave if they if they ever made that. So I'm currently looking at Boko, the Bobcat gear on um, on the internet. There you no go, there ads. you go. Oh, f- fair enough, no free ads. Um, well, y'all, thank y'all so much for joining. This was uh, definitely one of the funniest um, <laughs> weekend spreads we've ever had. This was, this was a blast as always. Uh, and thank y'all for listening. Um, it's just this show would not be uh, possible without y'all. Um, we truly mean it from the bottom of our he- hearts. You know, thank y'all so much for your support and everything. Uh, and I'd like to thank DraftKings for sponsoring this show. Uh, this is probably the only show you'll sponsor after all of this, but uh, that's okay. Horns up for peace. So for me, Jameson, Ty, and Boaten Blake, this has been the weekend spread presented by DraftKings the pigskin podcast network and of course the schooner pod we'll catch you next week good luck out there everyone